course of my nearly four decades, I've had the great fortune of visiting 47 of our 50 states. With the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, and of all places, Rhode Island, this gives me a unique perspective and allows for me to be able to make comparisons based on experience. While Colorado is magnificent with its purple Rocky Mountains, and California was exceptional with its beaches and palm trees, I still find myself mesmerized when traveling along the web of back roads that make up the great state of Maine. Mile after mile, all my senses are bombarded with stimulation. The sights, sounds, and even smells here all serve to remind you that this is where life is best. Here, where the meat is closest to the bone, that sweet spot that everyone secretly searches for, is where I call home. How lucky am I to have found this most elusive of grails. In this episode, I'll take you along with me on a sensory tour of the great north that is Maine. While it's very true that beauty is subjective, it is inarguable that nature displaying herself in all of her finery is in fact beautiful. So from my eyes to your ears, I present to you the beauty of Maine, anything but plain. adopted hometown is a prime example of what rural life here in Maine is all about. The town is fairly small with a population of only about 8,000. All 8,000 of us are bordered by New Brunswick, Canada on the east, making us what is known as a border town. Seeing the red and white maple leaf of our neighbors to the north, it's not uncommon here and most of us, if not all, of the shops have Canadian license plates in the parking lot. There is something surreal in knowing that throughout our day-to-day -day interactions here, it's quite possible that those we meet are an American. This realization makes one contemplate just how different we all truly really are. At the end of the day, we're all just people going about our lives the best way we know how. I know this is a bit out of left field, but it's worth considering. Anyway, to the north, south, and west, Holton is nestled in pockets of little low mountains and shallow valleys. Many of the valleys are carved by glacial movement that happened eons ago, and it makes for stunning rock outcrops and deposits of massive granite. You may come across what seems to be a field, but find that it's curiously dotted with large boulders and rounded cliff edges. This is from the glacier activity. To say the least, it's very interesting. In this same vein, the lakes, of which there are many, are also loaded with granite formations. During the summer, Graham and I had found great enjoyment in rowing our inflatable raft along some of these lakes. This is a particular eeriness here, to look over the side of your raft and see massive boulders, some as much as 15 feet high lying just inches below the water's surface. It's a little creepy. Interesting, but creepy. The locals here are aware that the locations of the rocks, because they have yet to invent the boat propeller that can withstand a collision with granite. And every time you ruin a boat propeller, you can shell out 300 bucks. Holton is by no means, however, a destination location. And by that, I mean everyone here is here because they are a local, or they're related to somebody who was a local. Of course, there's exceptions to every rule, but generally the people of this town, they know each other. You know, Tom up the street went to school back in 1948 with Ruth that lives down the holler. That kind of thing, and you know what, before I catch any flack about saying down the holler, I say to you now, it's a real thing. 
many, and I do mean many, of the people that I've conversed with here have used that phrase in general conversation. So in an attempt for me to hearken back to the days of yesteryear, I too refer to that part of town now as the holler. There's an impossibly stereotypical town square here, and it's appropriately called Market Square. Here, along the Art Deco and postmodern architecture, you'll find a two-screen movie theater, a smattering of eateries and cafe, a shop selling artisanal products in every form, music shop, antique store, even a bakery they all sell on the sidewalks. In the seasonal months, a farmer's market fills the square, and everything is available, and it's all locally sourced. It's quite lovely, actually. The Amish have a strong presence here, in, <coughs> excuse me, the Amish have a strong presence here in the state of Maine, and they are always selling the most delicious baked goods that you've ever had. I have ultimately learned that happiness is also known as a raised glazed. Trust me here, this is a donut, and it should be given a face of reverence. Amidst the town square, the lakes, the rivers, the mountains, there's another common sight here up in Holton, the potato farm. Starting in August, these fields start to explode with a vibrant, small, white, yellow, and purple flower that stretch out to what seems like forever. The sweet, aromatic bouquet can be likened to that of honeysuckle, or even faintly familiar to that of a rose. It's very pleasant, and even more so after a summer rain shower. The county produces an enormous amount of potatoes. Last year alone, the harvest averages were about 18 tons of potato per acre of farmland, and at about 60,000 acres of farmland dedicated strictly to potatoes, that's about 1.1 million tons of potato. To put it another way, that's nearly $181 million just from Maine's potato production. Who knew? But without question, the humble potato is a major part of Maine, and it looks like it's not going anywhere. But alas, the potato does not hold a monopoly on the botanical beauty up here in Maine. It is shared with, amongst many other plants, the apple trees. Here in the county and in neighboring counties of Washington, Piscataquis, and Penobscot, there are millions of wild apple trees. It's almost as if Johnny Appleseed was running from the law with a hole in his bag and beat his path straight through northern Maine. Throughout early spring, the apple trees just look like any other generic tree. Then, without warning, and all of a sudden, in mid-August, they erupt in a sea of fuchsia and pink as their buds begin to open. Just like the potato blossom, the apple too has a sweet, dewy smell that lingers in the air. It's October here now, and the roads and woods are littered with Brayburn's Pink Ladies and just about every other apple varietal that exists. Unfortunately, since the trees are completely organic and therefore not treated, they are loaded with little worms and other pests that make eating them just on the wrong side of appealing. You can get lucky every now and then and use your pocket knife to chunk a hunk off and munch on that. There are very sweet apples out there right now, and biting into one of Mother Nature's own supply while getting lost in the whispering breezes of the great north woods is an experience that all should have the pleasure. Wrapping this up, I want to emphasize just how surreal, and yet at the same time natural, life here is. The generosity and kindness of the fellow Mainers of mine, it's renewed the faith that I have in the human race. 
Do yourself a favor if you're not fortunate enough to be up here in the county. Go outside and just look at the sky. Breathe deep and experience the freshness of the air. Close your eyes and imagine the sweet aroma of apple blossoms tickling your nose. This brief escape that you're having now is what is normal for me here up in the county. Now, if y'all need me, I'll be down the holler. So until next week, remember to be kind to each other and spare a thought for the natural beauty that surrounds us all.